0: I don't feel like anyone's talking, they're blockers, that's not why I they're came to Hollywood. fucking backwards, backwards. Shit! I like so is I brought the colon So was it over there Too much? One, right around there, I can't, no, a little louder, a little louder But then it goes in the red, huh? I know, but I like to hear myself You wanted to still, dep- okay I don't know It, it's not a movie, Millie. It's fine. No one hears it. No one cares. Don't be a nerd. You're already starting it with a fight. Uh, well, you know, the background noise is, uh, no. uh air is part of life. Oh, God, Millie. Where's the damn thing? Do do do. Oh, God. Where's the clock? Do you think that air's on? No one cares about the air. Oh god, who cares? It's a, it's a listening thing. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. You ready? I've been ready a while. Okay. Well, here it is. Hello. My name is Jamie Kennedy and I am doing a podcast. Oh god, you're so original. Oh yeah, Woo! way to follow. This is like a guy who's like in 1995. Hey, my name is Jamie Kennedy and I got an answering machine. That's how behind the times I am. Why am I doing this? I just want to let everybody know that I was the second guest ever on the Adam Carolla podcast. I've been told by a lot of people, you should do a podcast. You should do a podcast. Oh, do my podcast. Do my podcast. Oh. There's so many fucking podcasts. Jesus Christ. How do you cut through the clutter? So many people talking. What are they talking about? It's like, oh, God. So I was like, I'm never going to do a podcast. A, because what can I say different than anyone else? And B, who's going to listen to it? And I've done a couple of podcasts. Um, Like I said, I was the second guest ever on Corolla, so I was there early. That is a win in this space. And uh, nobody loves onions. I did uh, Patrick's podcast. He's a nice guy. Opened for me a couple times. That's about it. I've never done really any other podcasts. uh I think Todd's I did Todd's, and that's it. like the reason i'm doing this is because I see the results on the road. I play comedy clubs all over the country, sometimes colleges, sometimes casinos, and there are people that haven't had what we call mainstream success, so someone that you may not have heard of but is huge. In their old world, in their own world, meaning either a podcast or YouTube or Vine, and they'll sell ten times the tickets I'll sell. And they will be, won't do one stick of press. It's amazing. They just put, they tell people where they're going, I'm going to be in Arlington, and blah, blah, hut, and bam, people show up. And I bow down to that. It's f- amazing. It's fascinating. And I'm out there, you know. Oh, I'm supposed to be Jamie Kennedy and people know me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm doing, you know, country's biggest hitch. 9 So, Jamie, when you did that screen movie and you got to do radio. And, and there's some wonderful DJs and, you know, different TV people I do. But it's just it's, it's a grind and it gets, you know. And when I go to a comedy club... Tell me if this is a lot of boring stuff. You can just edit it out, people, if you're listening. I don't I'm doing this podcast because I want to connect with my audience. I want to connect with like-minded individuals. Okay? I want people who think like me. And if I can do this podcast and all I get 100 people at a show That know exactly what I'm thinking I'm winning I'll do 80 people Okay I don't care Okay I've played South Africa 3,000 people I played University of Texas 6,000 people And I played Toledo In the dilapidated bowling alley 45 people If I'm connecting, that's all I care about. That's all I care about. Because right now when I go and I play a club, they put my name on, and if they're not selling, they will comp the room. And the people out there listening, what that means is, that means a bunch of people are going to the show who may not know me, Or care to see me. Or listen to me. And basically they're there to have chicken fingers and tortillas. Basically I'm the fucking dinner entertainment. Okay. And that's why I wanted to do this. I don't want to be the fucking dinner entertainment. I want people to come out and see me. Who have like minded thoughts. And processes. Is that a word? Mm Processes. I think people think I'm a mongo. Why is that? Because they played a lot of mongo characters. You know, people actually think I live in Malibu. They actually think I work at a video store. They actually think I enlisted in the Iraqi army. They actually think I'm on my way to White Castle and I'm peeing in a bush. No. So I've convinced people. And so, I don't know. That sounds like a pity party. But the reason I want to do this is because people have told me I have a lot of opinions and I have a lot of takes on things that they think people would find interesting. So... For some unforsaken reason, I am now going to be number 3 million through 962 podcast. If 50 people download this, I'm surprised. I'm surprised if 50 people click on this. Because it's mad competitive out there. But I only want to talk about things that I care about. And I'm gonna not really. The reason I'm doing this is I'm not. I'm talk about things that I'm not gonna be trying to be funny. I want to talk about things I care about. So it's probably not gonna be what you're used to with me or what you think I am. I'm gonna talk about things that I believe matter. I realize. That this is the last bastion where you can have your own thoughts and your own control over what you want. Like, I'm out there right now. I mean, I'm dancing for my fucking dinner. All right. I'm out there auditioning and basically. I have I, I like I'm out there pitching these TV shows and people are like, "Well, I don't know if we can do that." That I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this about Hollywood recently, but it is under a dearth of similarity. Is that word right, dearth? Like a plethora? Is that the right word? Meaning like did you notice everything is a fucking remake? Everything. All the original ideas are too risky to make. That's why I applaud La La Land. Oh my God. This is like the most original beacon of light. The fact that that got made and the culture we exist is Unbelievable. It is beyond a needle in a haystack. And the reason why Hollywood is like this is because 100% it is driven by money, which I understand. Okay? So, anyone out there that's listening that has these dreams of creative endeavors, be creative. Go for it. But know that your dreams are in the hands of accountants. Credits and debits. What's in the red column? What's in the black? And just know that when you have your idea for your script or your song or your TV show, That if that can't go on a pillowcase, or if they can't turn that into an amusement ride, or if you can't make it on a pencil eraser, no. Bye! I'm not saying you can't make your ideas happen, but it is completely run by money. And that's not a bad thing, but I think people have to adjust and realize that. Because when I was growing up, I was raised in the 70s. And I got to watch, you know, Dusty, Jack, Al Pacino, Gene Hackman. I'm I'm a child. There were no kids shows when I was growing up. That's who raised me, okay? Jack Tripper on TV, Mr. Furley, Ted Knight, Mary Tyler Moore, okay? Al Pacino, Dusty and all the President's Men, okay? Uh... Serpico, Cuckoo's Nest. I saw Cuckoo's Nest when I was about eight. The Exorcist, okay? Harold and Maude. That's who raised me. Okay, no one's putting Harold and Maude on a fanny pack, all right? Archie Bunker, all right? And then when I started getting successful in the 90s, we still were coming out of the heyday of New Line Cinema and, and, and Maverick Filmmakers, like Baz, who made an independent movie, Muriel's Wedding, and then got in the studio system and Wes Craven, who made, you know, Nightmare on an you know on a shoestring, and then made New Line, this huge company. Okay? People were still taking chances. So you still had these people making these wild movies in the nineties. And then as everything got more and more corporate, things became much more of an entity, and less chances are being taken. Now that's a lot of backstory for why I, I'm telling you I'm doing this podcast. And why I'm doing this podcast is because I've never seen more scared people in my life when I pitch these things. I go into these rooms and, I just, and it just hit me this year why I'm so frustrated why Hollywood is such a, such a, a, mind, a mind fuck. I'm trying not to curse. Why is, it, why is Hollywood such a mind bend? And I want you to think about this. Anyone listening right now who has visions of being creative. You, Hollywood is so twisted because risk takers, their whole, their whole existence, their success... Their complete future resides in the hands of risk averse. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Okay? Risk takers' futures, dependence on what these people say, are pitching to the risk averse. I want you to think about that. Do you know how fucking backwards that is? Do you understand how tweaked that is? But this is why you're seeing remake after remake and all. Think about it. That's like the guy, I don't know, this is a terrible example. You know, Johnny Bearback wanting to only have sex in the Trojan factory. Did that make sense? Maybe that didn't make sense. But what I'm saying is Johnny Bareback demanding bareback sex in the Trojan Corporation. Does it make sense? It doesn't. They don't go. What I'm saying, they don't go together. So I don't know if that made sense. But what I'm saying is Michael Bay's first movie Bad Boys. You can look this video up on YouTube. There's a he thought the movie wasn't done and it wasn't big enough and he needed more money to shoot a bigger ending and the studio Sony said they would not give it to him this is what I've heard but it's pretty documented but you know I'm not 100% but you can find the video on YouTube and Michael Bay goes and takes his $25,000 salary you can see it he takes his $25,000 salary and puts the check in front of the camera and says, so "That's." And he invested his own money to shoot this ending. Now that's a fucking ballsy, cool motherfucker right there, because he believed he he believed in himself and he took the chance, and he did that. So what am I saying? I am saying is, I am I am doing this podcast because I can't get anywhere. People don't like the ideas, they're scared to buy them, I go in the rooms and people laugh and they're like, I can't make that, that's too crazy. So what I have to do is, you know, try to find like-minded individuals and just go to you directly. And it starts with a podcast. I call it the $250,000 a year rule. It's basically in this business, you can make a good living if you're an executive at $250,000 a year, Okay. Well, that's not a lot of money. Now I know people are out there going, "Oh, you ain't oh, big shot. That's not my money, man." Yeah, it's not a lot of money relative to certain things. Okay, there's all types of money that can be made in this world, and in our business, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you can make that in a day. Okay actors, singers, whatever, comedians, you can make more than that. You can make less than that. And if somebody out there wants to keep a nice 401k and their kids are in school and they don't want to risk upsetting that apple cart for $250,000 a year, they're not going to take chances. And that's the problem. I'm really going off topic. But damn it. That's why shit is being the way it is because they don't want to take a chance. They're they're more worried about keeping their kid in a private school than your fucking film, than your TV show. That's not why I came to Hollywood. I came to Hollywood because I had fucking nothing, I had no college. I didn't have high school. I mean, I finished high school, but I don't remember a lot of it. I wanted to quit ninth grade. My mother wouldn't let me. I almost fucking ran away four times. I hated it. I hated it. I'm not saying it doesn't have its merits. It does for those who enjoy it. I didn't. It was never what I was going to do. I needed to know how to add, how to subtract, and spell my fucking name. Jamie fucking Kennedy. Two and two is four. Fuck you. Pay me. That's it. Oh, memorize a line. That's it. Tell a joke and do an impression. That's it. I don't need your school, okay? So now I come out the fucking the wood, and I got all these people that went to college, and they're going to tell me what a joke is when I'm playing coffee shops. They're going to tell me what a fucking funny scene is when I'm out there doing colleges, playing bars, getting stuff thrown at me on sets it's unbelievable and that's that 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 oh cause you know I'm, I'm making a nice living and I have a 401k and I have pleated pants and I'm wearing a pair of penny loafers and I don't want to you know and then I, I can get tenure here and then I can move up within the corporate the fuck out of here. How am I gonna fucking pitch my idea to that dude? right? How the fuck am I going to pitch my idea to that? They're blockers. It's unbelievable. You know, the people that, the things that you saw that I liked got made by people that, like, took chances. You know, the president of WB, Jordan Levin, I owe him so much. Suzanne Daniels. Because he's like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's funny. And that Jamie Kenny experiment was made because they were like, this is such a weird idea. It could work. Let's take a chance. People don't do that anymore. <sighs> oh, maybe they do. They just don't do it as much. Or maybe they do. They just don't do it for me. <laughs> Bitter Betty party of. So the reason I'm doing this podcast, that was a long way, is because I want to just connect with people that like me. I don't want anyone, I don't want to have to go to people and dance for my dinner and have my hand out and go, can I kiss your dick? Can I kiss your dick and get a walk on? And listen, I love. Doing TV shows and getting guest spots or doing a little part in a movie that goes straight to Pakistan DVD. I don't mind it. But what I'm telling you is I don't want to have to go. I want to be able to just make my own. So if my audience is 25 people a night, you know, and they like it, as long as we connect. I'm not trying to, like, burn any bridges. But I'm trying to express myself. I'm giving you the backstory. But it is the Wild West right now, in the world, really, but in Hollywood. The, the, the most annoying thing about Hollywood is we live in a town. We live in a town. I worked with a wonderful producer who might have not been, might be or might not have been gay. I'll do the imitation. You can tell me. Um, but he, we, we, after we pitched like 30. Three places. Everyone turned down the show, and he goes, honey. Okay, maybe he's gay. He goes, we live in a town of imitators, not innovators. Just remember. And then we went to Chick-fil-A. And I said, you can't go to Chick-fil-A. You know, they're against the gays. He goes, are you fucking kidding me? That fucking chicken sandwich is to die for. I will suck a pussy for that honey mustard sandwich. Don't you fucking tell anyone. And we went to Chick-fil-A. And he floated in. Hit had a broom and sparkles. Can't say that. Kidding. Listen, the thing is, is that I have done a lot of stuff. And if I do this podcast and keep it going, you'll see. You'll find a lot of stuff that I've been involved with that you might not have known. And I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of it. Because it's either I'm going to quit Hollywood or I'm going to do this. Because I don't want to lose my mind. And you're noticing right now there's no one here with me. Because that's another thing. That maybe I'll have people on. If it happens naturally. But I don't want to have a... Hey, welcome to the pickle show. It's <laughs> the so last fucking thing I want. is more fucking people talking about nothing. There's a lot of topics in the world right now. There's a lot of things happening. And I have takes on them. So I guess... What's the one I could start with? I have someone helping me too. And... You would love to see her if you could. That's another thing. I don't think I'm going to do any video. I'm just going to start with audio because, I don't know. I want to see the art of listening again. I think that's a good thing. You know, and I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to test this whole thing out. But you'd like to look at the person who helps me because he pretty. I want to talk about friends, but before I do that, I am going to talk about connecting and what I mean by that. What I mean by that is is that I go out to these comedy clubs, right? And the whole premise is set up for failure. Because it's a service with an expectation. A doing and a need met. So the word comedy club You know, it's a club. You go out, and you're going to blow off steam. Blowing off steam on the weekend, which you should. Your life is difficult, and you want to go, and you want to laugh. And who's up on stage? Ah, Freddie McChucklepuss. Freddie McChucklepuss. I hope this guy's funny. I hope Chucklepuss makes me laugh. But what you don't know about Freddie is that maybe he just had a bad Taco Bell call back. He's taken two planes to get to Albuquerque. He's got diarrhea from the chicken joint. I'm trying to think of a name. And he's rushed in by the club owner who forgot to send a car Or a taxi. So he had to find some kind of taxi. And he runs right up on stage. And he has to be. Your entertainment. He has to do your bidding. Right? And you're going to say yeah. I paid. Yes you did. And you deserve to get your bidding done. But. When you do a comedy club. People expect to laugh. And I guess what I'm saying is. I don't want to have to do that anymore so you could just say hey Jamie shut up don't go to a comedy club go to a talkity club and you're correct you are right you win and I guess why I'm doing this podcast is because I want there's sometimes I go out and I'm very much I try to do my job and if people aren't, if I'm not connecting with people on a joke, I try to steer the show to I give them what they want so they escape. <sighs> but at some point, my soul leaves my body, and it turns into dust and ash. And it floats up into the sky, and it's taken by demons. And I don't have it anymore. Because I'm not doing what I want. And what I want is to talk about a lot of different things. And I don't want to have to make you laugh. Sometimes it may happen, but I don't want the expectation of you having to laugh. And if I don't make you laugh within three minutes, I'm a piece of shit. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. It's like stand-up talkity, stand-up philosophy. I don't fucking know. All right, but there could be some humor in it, or there might not be. And when I say connect, the whole thing is, it's like, I notice myself more and more at times, and my circle is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's like, I don't have time for people, but it's like, I do I have tons of time. Do you ever notice how much time you have now? It's insane. Do you know why? Because your phone is doing everything for you. I came from the airport where I booked a flight. I got off the plane. I knew when the luggage was coming because I have an app that can track when the luggage goes off the plane to the cart. I timed it. I called my Uber. And on my way to Wakano, I ordered my sushi, ran in, picked it up, got back in my Uber, went to my house. I turned on my air conditioning from my phone to my nest. And I didn't talk to anybody. That is so fucking convenient. That's nothing compared to what we really have. So I have a lot of time. Because we have technology. So things are easier. But I've noticed when I have this time. That I have zero time to waste. I don't have time for people to talk about nothing. And I feel like people are talking about. Nothing. I have no time for small talk. I have no time for covering, and not getting to what's really going on. And because of this, you know, I think I alienate people. At times I feel lonely. And that's why I want to do this podcast. I want to see if I'm absolutely out of my mind, batshit crazy, or are there like-minded, like they call LMs, that are like me, that... Have the same viewpoints on things. And everybody's so protected. You know, everyone's so cool. They think they got all the answers. And oh, yeah, that don't affect me. That don't affect me. Really? Well, it affects me. Okay? I don't have the answers. I don't know shit. I don't know what's going on. And you know what? I get my feelings hurt all the time and you know what I'm okay it's alive I guess what I want to say is like how many I I guess my thing is I talk to therapists and stuff about this is that we all want to feel known I think that's a really good thing my therapist said when I used to go to her we all want to feel heard that's the, that's the thing. It's definitely for all of us. Whether you know that or not, we all want to feel known. That's why when you're arguing with somebody and you feel like, oh, God, and you just can't get anywhere and frustrated because they don't feel you. When you say, I feel you, they don't get your point. And it's just like they don't really know you. They're not getting – they're not feeling what you're saying. And I think we all want to do that. It's like, all right, let's just take, for instance, the holidays. Let's just take this little topic of friends and loneliness, right? I actually feel better. But the holidays were here. I mean, that can be really fucking lonely. Now, I don't know if it's because I don't have a family or I don't have a strict social group, which I adhere to. I don't know if I had that. If I would feel better, because I think a lot of people that do have that, then I go and hang with them and I see a lot of lies within the people. But since they're staying together, they think, oh, well, we're, we're, we're close. But then I see all the lies and it just makes me want to go back to my house and sit by my fireplace because it's, it's, it's actually better to sit by my fireplace looking at a flame than it is looking at 20 people who are lying to each other. Who think they're not? It's okay to lie, but who think they're not? Who think they're being completely honest? I was thinking, why are the holidays depressing? Why are they so depressing? And it doesn't mean all the time, but why can they be depressing? And I think it's because of the expectations of what you're supposed to be doing. Now, yes, people know that, right? But I mean, tar- if it's up to Target, we all live in a winter wonderland and we're skiing and we're having new toasters. Okay, I don't need a fucking toaster. Okay, I don't want a gift card. I want enlightenment. Okay, I want a conversation. I want you to nod your head and go, I totally see that point. I could give a fuck about a pair of corduroys. I can get that. I don't need corduroys. I need understanding. I need a hug. Okay, I need. Talk, Yeah, a nice bottle of is helps, but I'm looking at it, and I don't even think the ads are as bad, because they are annoying. First of all, here's something. Lexus. Probably not going to be a sponsor after this. You ever see that commercial with Lexus? Uh, Lexus, talk to your dealer now. And the guy gets his wife a Lexus. Really? Is the average human being just giving out Lexuses for Christmas? Let me tell you something. I could get a Lexus. I don't do that. I didn't buy nobody a fucking Lexus for Christmas ever. I've never bought myself a Lexus. I just bought a used Prius. Why? Because it was a good deal and it's serviceable. A to B. It's, you know, A to B. Um, so it's like, who relates to that? Is everyone going, oh, I got to go out well, and get my Lexus? How come they don't talk about Christmas... About how come Christmas isn't about? How about I hate this one too. From all of us here, from your, from our family to yours, we're wishing you a happy. Really? How about why don't we have a homeless guy? Or or yo man, to to everybody out there that also is on on the street looking for ramen noodles. Merry Christmas. Well, what about yo to all the single guys that don't have a wife? And are questioning their future. Merry Christmas. Why is it just for you and your fucking wife and your two kids and your grandma? Why can't Christmas be like, yeah, if everybody with one leg, Merry Christmas? I hate it. I hate that it's so saccharine. And I hate the fact that it's... You know what's worse? Oh my God, fucking Instagram. I mean, if I have, Instagram just makes me want to jump off a building. And again, I have, quote unquote, "a good life on paper. I've never seen more extremely happy, great-looking, gifted, completely trees full of people just living the dream than I did on Instagram. Oh, my God. Color-coordinated presents and 20-foot trees and giving and marshmallows. What? You know what I did on fucking Christmas? I ate Chinese food. You know why? Because I went with my friend, and he's Jewish. And although I'm not Jewish, I play them a lot on television, and that's what Jews do. And you know what? I was fine with it. We had Chinese food. Where is the fucking person lying in the gutter on Christmas that you don't see? W- why aren't you helping him? Why? Aren't we- where's the girl who drank too much at the club and puking on her new boots on Christmas? Where is that? I mean, that's a whole other talk. But, I mean, that just makes me want to fucking, you know, run the water and bleed out. I mean, God almighty. Really? Be fucking real. Nobody, not everybody can be having that good a time on Christmas. I don't believe it. 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 I refuse to believe it. I'm not saying you can have a good time. But I'm saying, you know, fucking Patty Perfect. You know what? You know what I want for Christmas? I want you to accept me. I don't need a gift. I don't need a fucking cologne. I don't need another candle, although I like them. I want you to accept me. Like, for instance, tonight I was texting with a female friend of mine. And she says, she goes, you know why I didn't text you back? And I said, why? And she said, because, you know, I told you that, you know, I, I blah, blah, blah. And I was over it whatever, something. And I said, you're not over it. If you were over it, you would have texted me back. But you didn't text me back, so clearly you're not over it. So I affected you. And she goes, well, we always end up in an argument. And I said, sometimes, I go, we argue when you don't like what I have to say. And she says, well, because when you get triggered, you get mad, and it gets ugly. But I go, do you only just want the good? And she goes, yeah. Why can't you just make me laugh all the time? And this shit is such a deep topic, I don't even know if I can go into it. First of all, that is not a real friend. A real friend accepts all of you. Okay, you can't just use me for your fun times and laughs and Disneyland passes. But then when we get into a fight and you hear my anger, oh, I don't like that. No, that's like jail. Nothing is free. So you can't just have the good times and just go, oh, I don't like the band. Okay, people fucking want to go to heaven, but they don't want to die. Do you understand what that means? Because in order to die, you probably have to be in a car crash, and you have to be crushed up, and your bones have to be twisted, and you have to have fucking tendons coming out of you, okay? But then you go to heaven, and you play a harp, and you have a nice day, and you swim in pools of jello for eternity, But in order to get there, you have to be stabbed with a rusty fucking screwdriver. You get it? You want to go to heaven, but you don't want to die. Well, you're going to have to suffer. Or you may suffer. doesn't mean you're going to have to all the time. Maybe you could have a perfectly painless death and slip right into these so-called pearly gates. But what I'm telling you is... People want something for nothing, and that ain't a friend. And that's why Christmas is lonely, because people really don't want to fucking accept all of you. And instead of giving me another fucking fruit basket, accept me. That's my fucking gift that I want. And that's why the whole holidays get lonely because it's just a bunch of people giving a bunch of things to people and not really talking to each other or getting to know each other. Oh, so how you doing? What are you doing this year? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, you got married? Oh, you got a dog? Oh, you need a sustain resistant carpet on the tent. And you had your job and you went, oh, that's good. You're going to travel Oh, God. Oh, my fucking pussy's so dry. My pussy's dry. What the fuck are you talking about? God Almighty! Fucking just verbal garbage, blah blah. Fucking banal, man. I feel like Kevin Spacey in Seven. Sorry, I had a little meltdown there. Uh, yeah. See the the whole thing is, is like far be it from me To just tell you my opinion Because who am I You know I'm nobody man I'm just a little speck floating on this rock And I will say though that I don't you know You, you don't need another opinion You're inundated with them Every second of every day So Here's something that really gets to me Lies. Lies. Oh, this is such a fascinating subject. What is fascinating to me is the fact not that there's lies, is that people are surprised that there's lies. And you say, well, I don't I have a good relationship with this person. I, I don't I don't there's no reason to lie. Bullshit. Let's look into the nature of a lie. What is a lie? Why do you do that? First of all, I want to say our society is permeated by lies. And yet we are so surprised when people lie. Okay. I lie every day, all the time, constantly to everyone from my mother to a stranger on the street and everyone in between. I am constantly lying. I am the epitome of a liar. I may be even a lying scumbag. But I don't think I'm a scumbag because my lies are not for ill-gotten gains. They are not duplicitous lies. My lies are to not hurt you. Do you understand? I would never lie to you if you didn't judge me for the reason I'm telling the truth. Does that make sense? I constantly lie because you don't want to hear how I feel. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. Because I actually don't want to lie. I want to say exactly how I feel. And when people go, I can't believe that person lied to me. Well, that's crazy. Don't look at them so much as crazy. Look in the mirror and say, what do I do? To make that person lie to me. That's the first thing. People need to look at themselves. It's so much easier in life if you go, what's my problem? What did I do? Why am I, instead of pointing out, if you point in, you'll save yourself a lot of grief. Because then the only person that you can answer for is you you can be in control of and somewhat aware of is yourself. Even though most of us is governed by our unconsciousness, the 30 or so percent that is not governed by that, you can try to take control of and say, what's the real here? Okay? And when people are so surprised, people lie to them. I got to tell you something, honey bear. It might be because you can't accept the truth or what their version of the truth is. I actually lie because I'm afraid of loneliness. Because if I told you everything that I actually felt, you probably wouldn't want to be my friend. You know. I do a lot of lies of appeasement. You know. It's it's different than a lie of deception. It's not ill-gotten. It's just to avoid drama with you. I do a lot of avoiding drama lies. And the reason I think we lie is because we get ourselves in the confines where we feel trapped. Right? And we feel like, oh man, I can't really tell this person. You know. It's like you're in a relationship, and a, you know somebody. You know your lover says, you know, blah blah blah. Did you, did you look at that guy? And you know somebody say, oh, I you know, nah, I didn't look at him like that. He doesn't look at me. Come on, there's not a time you don't look at a guy and find him desirable, or you don't look at a girl. And find her desirable. You have to know how human beings work. And even though you may be committed to somebody. it Doesn't mean that you can't find other people. Physically. Desirable. But yet you might know that your lover. Could not accept that. So you lie to them. Which starts off a chain of reaction. That is just deep and bullshitty. It's like when I did a diet. Remember I used to do these diets and I'd get in shape. And I'd cut out wheat, booze, coffee, meat. And I'd just eat like fish and vegetables and I couldn't take it anymore. And then I'd eat chocolate. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. I fucked it all up. And then I'd eat like ten pieces of cake. And I'd have beer. And I'm like, oh, it's all fucked. And I would actually get fatter. I'm like, oh, man, it's all fucked. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I fucked it up. And the thing is, it don't make no sense. Because if you have to be perfect, you're twisted, man. You can't do it. I can't do it. If you can do it, teach me. You cannot be perfect. I mean, you can do it pretty hard and be pretty damn regimented. But the minute I messed up my perfection, I went off the deep end. And the minute I stopped, I started allowing myself to make mistakes or not be perfect, Whew. Whew. you know, I'm not saying I got a six pack, but I got a two and a half pack. It's better than a one pack. You know, I slowly started making gains. And I think that's applicable to many things. And going back to lies, I think the reason a lot of people lie is because they don't want to hurt you. You know, if you're a liar, you're not necessarily a bad person. There are all sorts of lies. I mean, my whole thing is you got to look at why it's being done. If you don't want to put up with lies, if you're like, I can't believe this person lies. I don't want your lies anymore. Then you got to accept the shit. You get it? This is a reoccurring theme. If you don't want to be lied to, then you have to accept things that you do not want to hear. And that's the problem. A lot of people don't want to do that. Would I like to be completely honest with you? Yes. Does that mean you're going to kick me out of the Uber? Probably. But when I lie to you and when other people lie to you, it's not fair to us. Because this little group of liars that's around you, which is a lot, we're living our life for other people. We're living our life not to hurt you, and that's a lie to us. I'm lying to myself. I have to live my life for me, as long as I don't hurt people. There's a whole group of us that if you lied, we would love for you to accept us if we didn't lie. By the way, if you accepted us, you would get everything you want. Here's an example. I was dating a girl. And she thought I was messing around with other people. And she said, well, I know you want to sleep with this person, this person, this person. Just be honest. Who you sleep with? Who you sleeping with? And I was like, she goes, I'm not, you're lying. And she's like a sleuth, a detective. She can find out anything on social media or your phone code. So when I lied, she knew it. And we weren't exactly in a committed relationship, but, you know, she didn't want me sleeping around. And I say, all right, I slept with this girl, this girl, and this girl. She said, oh, that's fine. I can accept it. Now it's so much better. Anyway, the next morning I came out. And my tires on my car, four of my tires, three of them were popped. Now, had I lied, I don't think that would have happened. So I did exactly what you said, and yet you did that. Okay, So then what do I do when you do that? I go right back to lying to you again because you just fucked my car up. Do you get it? So now I'm going to lie to you even more and I'm going to do another thing. I'm going to consider you weak because you can't accept the truth and now i got to put another label on you, a psycho. So a weak psycho. Oh yeah, you're passionate, you're a great person. But you're weak and you're a psycho. So now I gotta lie again. So you did the opposite. You found out that I lie. You forced me to tell you the truth. I did, and then you went psycho. So now I'm gonna lie more. So that's just gonna make me lie when we don't have a relationship to the next person. And it's just see how it breeds into a disease. I've been doing this shit my whole fucking life. The minute when I'm in grade school. And the nun asked me why I'm talking. And I said, well, I don't know. I had something to say. And she grabs my ear. And I'm in seventh grade. She goes, we're going to have a very good year, Mr. Kennedy. Year. Year. And I had a big ear. We're going to have a very good year, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. And she grabbed my ear. And it hurt. Let me ask you a question. You think I ever talked in school again? Yeah. But not around that none. You think I lied all day? All fucking day. All day. You know. When I go, and the casting director gives me a note, you think I say, hey, I don't agree with that note. Are you crazy? That's not how this character is, man. You think that's going to get me the job? Mm Mm-mm. I do exactly what that casting director wants. I empower that casting director. Make them feel like they gave me the note. Even if I don't agree with them. Because I need that job. I want that job. You think I want to do that? Fuck no. I want to do what I want to do. I'm the fucking actor. Lie all the time. Every day. All the time. The only time I'm not lying is right now telling you about my lies. So if we're going to be real in our society, which will never happen because people are complete hypocrites, you have to look in the mirror and say, instead of saying, I can't believe this person lied to me, you have to look and say, why am I doing to make this person lie? Why am I so stringent?